Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by the United Ways of Chautauqua County. United Way is a nonprofit organization that mobilizes the community to help every person and family improve their lives. Donations to the United Way stay 100% locally in our community and get invested in more than 40 community-based programs. These programs help students achieve academic success, families to be self-sufficient and financially stable, and vulnerable households to get their basic and emergency needs met. The United Ways of Chautauqua County, proud supporters of community radio in Jamestown, New York. To learn more, visit uascc.org or call 716-483-1561. I'm here to announce that I have introduced my first piece of legislation as the member of Congress for the 23rd Congressional District, and I'm very proud of it because we're fulfilling a promise that we made during the campaign. The name of this bill is Lakes Before Turbines the Lakes Before Turbines Act. And it's fitting because this is not a new issue for this community, but it's one that remains just as relevant today and it requires strong leadership to stop it. Uh, I made the promise that I would aggressively fight developers from coming in and the state from coming in to create unnecessary eyesores to the beautiful shores here in Dunkirk and in, in across Lake Erie. And I am delivering on that promise. Our communities here in western New York and the southern tier, we enjoy and we rely on the health of the Great Lakes. It's a gem of our region, and the need to protect and restore it is more important than ever. It's a resource for fresh drinking water. It's that the entire country envies the fresh drinking water that we have available to us as a Great Lakes state. It's a place for many species of birds and fish to call home. It's a place for sport and recreation. A lot of memories have been made on this lake. It's a place to watch a beautiful, world-class, million-dollar sunrise and sunset. But most importantly, no, our local economies, they depend on this lake. They depend on people making that trip to have the picnic, that they're looking for a family vacation spot. This is not a new concept, yet the so-called green energy interests in Washington and Albany for too long they've had our communities in the crosshairs with efforts to blemish our Great Lakes with intrusive wind farms. And I know that I speak for many in the district when I say that we have had enough of these attempts to jeopardize the economic and environmental health of our communities with massive intrusive wind turbine projects that provide little actual benefit to the surrounding areas. In my bill, the Lakes Before Wind Turbines Act does something very, very simple. It takes a, a piece of the tax code from 1986 and strips the ability to get the tax credits for wind projects in the Great Lakes. Any developer who chooses to pursue wind farm construction on our beautiful Lake Erie will no longer have access to federal investment tax credits for those projects. And due to the massive capital that's necessary to construct these turbines, if developers do not have the federal tax credit, to subsidize it, it would likely prove far too costly for them to move forward with any project like this. So from the shores of Western New York all the way to Minnesota, we have we benefit from these incredible lakes. And it's an unproven energy source that wouldn't survive without huge tax credits from federal and state governments. So what does this bill actually do? My bill would deter any future efforts by wind developers or state governments from pursuing 
these wind turbines for years to come. And as we've heard earlier this uh, week, NYSERDA, the New York State Energy Research and Development Authority, they shelved the proposal that was on the table. The reason that we came out with this proposal to begin with, which was a, a wind turbine project off the shores of Lake Erie. Uh, a project in many in my district fiercely opposed. Senator Borrello's Assemblyman Goodell and Giulio, they very much were out in front trying to stop these projects. Uh, my bill will ensure that such wind turbine projects are forever blocked from construction in these beautiful Great Lakes, or at least will stop any federal tax credit from being incentivized into it. Uh, I'm committed to fighting for affordable and reliable energy sources like natural gas. Uh, it's an untapped resource that is literally right under our feet in this congressional district. It can be tapped safely, it can tap cheaply, while creating thousands of good paying jobs for Western New York residents. But, you know, Democrat-led mandates to push our state and our country uh, towards Green New Deal utopian ideas to total electrification are leaving huge gaps in our energy supply. Our priority needs to be shift, to shift away from projects like those considered by NYSERDA earlier this year on Lake Erie that disrupt communities and the environment and back to the enormous potential sources of natural gas, safe nuclear power, and, and, and other proven technologies. We all know what happened a few weeks ago with Winter Storm Elliott, you know, hopefully a storm that we don't see the likes of anytime soon. Left over 40 Western New Yorkers uh, that lost their lives. A, a, a real tragedy. And we pray for those that lost loved ones whose lives were, were deeply affected by this storm. And we also pray that we don't experience that kind of weather of that caliber again. But this event made it more clear why we must make the United States an energy independent country once again. Why we must not knuckle under to the wills of uh, the Green New Deal crowd because what would have happened, what could have happened had those ideals been online? If we had mandates of total electric vehicles, if we had, we didn't have the ability to have natural gas heat in our homes or natural gas or, or, or propane heat and we were simply dependent on electricity. Well, there, you could have probably easily thrown another zero at the end of the death toll uh, that this storm inflicted on Western New York. Uh, and not, not to mention the severe security risks that are on the line here. You know, we must make energy affordable for everyone. We need to keep our communities safe, including our seniors that are on fixed incomes and families and our young people who are just starting their adult lives. And these high prices of, of electricity and utilities will only go higher if all of these Green New Deal agenda items are, are seen firsthand. And the shadows created by these turbines, they can disrupt radar detection used by Homeland Security. That's another serious problem. And then the last thing we need to do is anything that jeopardizes our national security on the border uh, where we have a binational community. Our energy, our energy independence and our national security are inextricably linked. Uh, I want to thank former Congressman Jacobs who started the initiative to strip the federal tax credits and, and introduce very similar legislation that we have now introduced into the 118th Congress. Uh, I think that this needs to happen. I will be working 
uh, with other members of our conference, uh, as well as across the aisle and in having conversations with our senators about the need to protect our Great Lakes from these projects at all costs. So, like I mentioned before, we are here to stand up for our lakes, our communities, and our waterfront uh, uh, treasure that we have here in Dunkirk and throughout Chautauqua and Erie counties. Uh, this is a gift from God, and we need to do everything we can to protect the property owners and all of the taxpayers of this region to enjoy this resource for generations to come. So I'd be happy to take any questions at this time. Do you have, do uh, you feel you'll have enough support, certainly from uh, the Republican side, and are you looking possibly for some bipartisan uh, I, I look forward to having a conversation with every Great Lakes member of Congress that there is on this important uh, legislation. We're going to be doing a Dear Colleague letter you know, this week on it. I just introduced the bill before we, uh, we broke for the week. And uh, when we get back to Washington, we're going to get to work on this. Uh, it's a very simple change. It just changes a few words in the tax code. Uh, just adding that it, we will not uh, allow these tax credits to be used on the Great Lakes. I mean, I'm going to follow up with some additional legislation that's not so lake-oriented, um, but, you know, I have a hard time with New York State waiving the local zoning requirements for any of these solar or wind projects. Uh, if a community, a township, a city, you want windmills, you have the right to have windmills. But that's a local decision. What's happened in Albany is they've wiped away that local component. So now, you know, you can have your dream home that you've invested and worked your whole life for. And two doors down, they can have an industrial solar farm. Communities like we have here in Chautauqua County and throughout the southern tier are going to fall prey to predatory businesses that are trying to find places to put these solar farms. They're going to try to take our prime agricultural land that needs to be preserved and protected and, and kept as agricultural land, and they're going to try to convert it. Once this becomes a solar farm, it's never going back to being a crop farm. It's going to be a brownfield, and you're going to have to have cleanup associated with it. So, you know, this stuff all looks great on paper, but this is part of a fairy tale that has been created by those with a severe agenda that want to get out of, uh, they want to tell us that fossil fuels are uh, going to you know, be written out of existence in our, our lives. Newsflash, they're not. And you know what, I'm 41 years old. When I was a little kid, I thought I'd be in a flying car by now. We're not. The, the reality is fossil fuels will be here for our entire lifetimes. Everyone that's here with us today, fossil fuels will be part of our lives. We should constantly fight for higher standards, higher efficiencies, you know, better gas mileage. Uh, as battery technology comes online, it should be implemented. Electric cars, electric vehicles, they're going to be part of the equation. They're not all there yet. I mean, I, I, I very much um, think about what could have happened if we had the mandate in all cars had been electrified during the blizzard, the Christmas blizzard. I saw those cars stuck on the side of the road as people had been out doing their Christmas shopping and that and couldn't, they got stranded. Uh, anyone that's had an electric, you know, car um, knows how well they perform in the really severe cold temperatures. You know, the battery drains very quickly, just like your cell phone battery would drain very quickly in extreme temperatures. Uh, so th these, are, these are concerns that I have that there's a lot of things that look great on paper 
and and yes, we should set lofty goals and ambitions, but you know, this, you're dealing with people's lives, you're dealing with a real world situation, um, and people are making economic decisions based on some of these lofty ambitions. I mean, the the edicts that no new builds in New York City will be allowed to have natural gas hookups. 80% of our electricity is created by natural gas. Natural gas is clean and it's efficient and it's abundant. And God put it in the ground and we should have the right to use it. And I will, every day I'm in public service, be an advocate for the safe extraction of natural gas. It can transform our economy, it can lower our home heating costs, and it's going to provide safe alternatives uh, to what we've had in the past. You know, everything's continues to get better as technology gets better. And someday maybe we'll be in a position to have a fully electrified, you know, uh, vehicle base, buses, and the like. But I, I think that e even the edict with the electric school buses is going to be a, a tremendous challenge here of the wind turbines in the lake. Uh, this was a vanity project. This was something so that a governor could point and say, look what I did. Uh, and and it's, a, it's a nugget back to that environmental extreme on the left that uh, they were adopting that standard. It wouldn't add enough electricity to the grid to, you know, light a, a neighborhood block. And if they were frozen solid, like they probably would have been a couple weeks ago, they wouldn't be any use to anybody. And we would be boring in to the layers on the, it, 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 under the surface of our water. There's a lot of sediment, there's a lot of pollution that's settled down there. That we would be sacrificing our clean drinking water source. We'd be, you know, uh, sacrificing our, our fisheries and our habitats and our ecosystems. For what? For turbines out in the lake that we don't need and no one asked for? So that's why I think this is a common sense piece of legislation. Um, you know, sometimes we have to find federal solutions to save the state from itself. And unfortunately, ideas like that, that are the product of one party democratic control of this state, um, you know, we should find creative ways to stop. Now, luckily, NYSERDA declared it's not financially feasible at this time, but that doesn't mean they're not going to come back in one year, two years, three years. We want to put this piece of legislation in place to stop this dead in its tracks once and for all because there's not a single developer that can get one of these projects done without the giveaway of federal tax credits that come along with it. Any questions from uh, off topic? Uh, let's just see if we get any, any, any uh, more I'm on sorry. the topic. Okay. I just want to ask about your new committee assignments yes. uh, with ag and also uh, oversight. I, I am extremely thrilled with the committees that uh, I was able to um, uh, to, to get here in the steering committee process, uh, you know, we uh, the agricultural interests here in in this district are great, as, as everyone knows. You know, having a southern tier based district, but then also there's a great deal of agriculture in in, in my district in Erie County, uh, and the the farmers need a voice um, for many of the topics that I talked about just now. You know, they need uh, strong voices on the Agriculture Committee, and I'm excited to work with the chair of the Agriculture Committee, who's actually my neighbor, immediately to the south, uh, G.T. Thompson, a congressman from northern Pennsylvania, uh, is the, the chair of the Agriculture Committee. This is a big year for the Agriculture Committee because of the farm bill that we have to consider.
and there's a lot of spending priorities and uh, important uh, policies that we're going to be working on you know as we get started uh, I think we'll have our first meetings this upcoming week the Democrats haven't populated their side of the committee yet uh, but looking forward to getting to work because we have you know between crop farms in, in, in small dairies and big dairies we have a lot of work ahead of us here in this district and you know we they, they need they need common sense advocates and I look forward to being one of those common sense advocates on the agriculture committee and I was also thrilled to be appointed to the house you know committee on oversight and accountability uh, this is going to be a, uh, a very visible committee uh, this Congress uh, there's a, many investigations uh, it's an investigatory committee that uh, uh, really has very very broad jurisdiction over all elements of the federal government um, you know we we deserve answers and, and we're going to go out and try to find some truth uh, for the American people on, on our withdrawal from Afghanistan our energy crisis um, you know there's a lot of things about you know the president's family and, and how they've made their money and, and what uh, sort of international compromise might be on the table there um, and I hear this every day when I'm traveling in this district people are like uh, the, the situation with Hunter Biden is uh, is really troubling and people would like to see some answers uh, there and they think there's been a double standard in the country and you know we obviously have the, the situation the last several days with the president's classified documents um, that he's had since he was the vice president so uh, there's a lot of answers that the administration is going to have to provide and, and we're going to make sure we have uh, respectful detailed and truthful hearings uh, because the American people deserve answers from the government no matter who's in power and this is uh, our duty as the uh, the committee on oversight to go find that and um, the other uh, issue that uh, obviously rages greatly is the southern border and, and what has happened with the Homeland Security Secretary uh, and I, I look forward to uh, being in those hearings because uh, as of right now we have no enforcement at our southern border we have people walking across this border uh, we don't know where they come from we don't know what their intentions are we've, we've detained 92 that are on a terrorist watch list uh, that's chilling when you think of how many have gone through undetected and it's not about Mexico it's not even just about Central America it's about anyone that seeks to take this porous border and walk across uh, without being checked from anywhere in the world and it, it is no secret to the rest of the globe that anyone that wants to can come into the United States at the southern border right now and that's why the Chinese fentanyl that is killing our kids in robbing the next generation of, of, of many young lives and souls uh, is is coming across that border and we need border enforcement whatever powers that we could use through the oversight committee to draw attention to how the decisions have been made or not execute you know the policies have been ignored uh, we're going to put that on full display so I'm looking forward to working with Chairman James Comer. I'm honored to serve on that committee, uh, and uh, we're going to take that responsibility very, very seriously.